In the holy name of Jesus, amen. We human beings are absolutely amazing creatures. We can accomplish truly marvelous things. This is part of what it means to be created in the image of God. We are made to create things, to make things. Last week, I sat down in my house with one of my many mobile electronic devices, and I watched two astronauts repairing the International Space Station. Why was I watching it? I don't know. The YouTube algorithm said that I might be interested in it, and I'm kind of a geek that way, so I thought maybe I should watch it. This was a live stream, and it's true. The idea of people in space is fascinating to me. Do you remember the space race from the 60s? The National Geographic Channel is airing a new series on the space race for the first person in man. It's a great dramatic series. Remember when the space shuttle shot off? I think I was four or five, and immediately for Christmas I wanted a model of the space shuttle in my room. Sending men and women into space via a controlled explosion, propelling them into space. Now it's all on live stream and YouTube. It doesn't make the evening news anymore. It's boring. Been there, done that. It's mundane. That we have people, that we have ships orbiting the Earth. Really amazing stuff if you think about it. The space station itself is amazing. And the fact that I viewed this thing on my home device that fits into my pocket and is the size of the palm of my hand through all sorts of connections that I don't understand in the slightest, and then I complain about when it's a little too slow and that circle keeps going around, it's the sort of thing that truly makes me marvel at what we can do. We are really good at creating and building stuff. We must be careful, though, that we would set ourselves up as a people who make a name for themselves or people who actually think that we are gods. Rejoicing in everything in our creation is wonderful. Rejoicing in all of the good gifts that God gives to us is wonderful. Rejoicing in those things that we love is great, as long as we give credit and worship to our God who is creator, who's given us the beautiful capacity to do all of this. It's really something to take a step back and think about. Do you remember this time last year? Here in our country, I was still in Milwaukee, you were down here, but we were witnessing destruction and chaos rising in our cities and our country burning buildings and cars all over the country. And why? All because, again, using the same technology, the world saw a man arrested and forced down onto the pavement. A man who died tragically. Every human being is created in the image of God. And every death, every last death we hear about or that we see is tragic. It doesn't matter what you think about the whole incident. Death is death, and it should cause all of us to pause and to have great sadness when we hear about somebody, anyone, die. But does it? Does it really make us pause and think? 
on the one hand, we can shoot people into outer space and have them orbit all around the earth and rejoice over the creative glory of mankind. And in one other moment, we can tear down and kill each other in our communities and then react with explosion and division, with violence and destruction. The choice is all yours, people say. I simply say to all of us here today, what's wrong with us? What is absolutely wrong with us? That's not the right question to ask. People might get offended because you don't want to make them think that there's something wrong with them. But the reality is, is why can't we be more about the cool stuff of space and less about destruction and division and arguing all the time? The same technologies that use, we use that enable us to send human beings into orbit are the same that has allowed us to destroy and tear one another down. And it doesn't even have to be as bad as the George Floyd incident. It can be your social media page where you argue politics and sports in heated debates with people. It can be this pandemic and where we stand on things like vaccination, mask mandates, and social distancing. It can be in the church. Why aren't we doing more? Why aren't we doing things this way or that way? Should we really be going into a remodel project or why didn't this get done sooner? Should we continue to stream our services and use technology or do we keep things in person? What's next? I say, what's wrong with us? We become accustomed to using our technology to somehow make friends with each other and to somehow learn everything that sooner or later those friends that we have online are now our enemies without ever seeing each other face to face and actually having a conversation. Technology, science, politics, and popular opinion rules our lives and makes our decisions. All in the face of what the word of God would say. Think about all that I have mentioned to you this morning. Almost an entire page of my notes up here. I haven't mentioned one thing about where the word of God stands in all of this. How much of all of this over the last year or weeks or whatever have you been embroiled in? And yet, how much have you let the scriptures and the Holy Spirit, which works through those scriptures, rule and guide you in how you react and how you respond? What's wrong with us? Again, I'm simply using this opportunity to wake all of us up, myself including, because we have a choice before us. As we have seen, we are more likely to choose the destructive route, our propensity towards violence, arguing, even gossiping about our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. But Christ often gets pushed to the side. History is really all about this, if you think about it. History, in large part, is a story about conflict war and bloodshed. Again, in the middle of it all, at the very axis of the world, though, rises Jesus Christ, true God and true man, who was tempted in every way like us, yet without sin. He came to be the light of the world. He came amongst his own, but we would not receive him. 
What's wrong with us? Sin is what's wrong with us. And he who knew no sin became sin for you. To be crucified. The very victim of violence. We do not tolerate love and mercy and peace for very long. And Jesus was just too peaceful. Even though he said today, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives to you with all of its technology and answers and everything else. Let not your hearts be troubled, nor let them be afraid. He was too peaceful, too loving, too wonderful. We couldn't take it. He had to go. He had to go to his death. What's wrong with us? I don't need to mention that anymore. What I will mention to you now, though, is that the Son of God has come to tell you and me that our violent desires will not win. Now that Christ has come, he has died and has been buried and is raised from the dead and ascended to the Father, now that his Holy Spirit has been poured out upon us, it is impossible for death, sin, and our own evil desires to have the last say. As much as you want it to be that way, it ain't gonna happen. See how Jesus works, not us. See what kind of name he makes for himself. For you, not us. See what kind of kingdom he has built up, not just in one location, but throughout the world, not us. In a world even then, that was so divided and so violent, Jesus called and gathered people in Jerusalem, devout men from every nation under heaven, and the multitude was brought together by the power of the Holy Spirit to hear the preaching of the gospel, the good news of Jesus' death and resurrection. Everyone heard it in their own language. Everyone who was asking the same questions, what's wrong with us, what's wrong with this world? Our own divisions, our own problems, our own fears, our own questions overcome by the Holy Spirit. Our biggest problem, what's wrong with us? Our own sins forgiven by the power of the Holy Spirit in absolution. Our own propensity to tear each other down transformed by the Holy Spirit to love our neighbors as ourselves and to bear with one another in their burdens, as Scripture tells us. Our former life of sin and darkness, now destroyed and buried with Christ and resurrected in his light as he now pours out his promised Holy Spirit in holy baptism, calling you his beloved children, telling you and me that now in this dark and death-filled world, you are his salt and his light. And if that isn't enough, then, all Christians, not just you and me, but all of these people brought together from the four corners of the earth were received into the family of Jesus Christ through holy baptism, and there is no difference in our baptism from anybody else. Not a difference of ethnicity, social standing, country, or how much is in your IRA. It's a gift given to all people. It's a gift that I would hope and pray that we would say is for all people who have not yet been in this place. 
that we would welcome and invite them as well. So the call of Jesus is loud and clear by the Holy Spirit. We must have nothing to do with violence or division or our own silly little thoughts and divisions that tear each other down decisively because Jesus has defeated even those things by his death and resurrection, which is given to you. The church is gathered from all nations and her life is found in unity by the power of the Holy Spirit, not some unity based upon false distinctions or preferences that will vanish from one generation to another, but by the one holy Christian and apostolic church, the one true faith which Christ himself has given to the apostles and to you and to me in the 21st century. This is a unity which was given at that font. Today, Pentecost Sunday, is actually a festival day in the church. And in the early church, they would take this opportunity to remember their baptism. They would go through a baptismal remembrance on Pentecost Sunday to remind each other just exactly who they are and how they identify. Maybe we should do that as well. As you walk by that font each and every time, think of who you and I are. Think of who you and I truly are, even as we are immersed in all of our opinions, politics, frustrations, and fears. Remember, it is the Holy Spirit who's been promised and given to you and who's called you out of the darkness of this world. It is the Holy Spirit who calls you as the children of God. It is the Holy Spirit who calls each of you sitting with each other, brothers and sisters in Christ, no matter what your last name is. By the same Holy Spirit, we come to this altar and altars all over the world where the Lord's gathered family come to his one communal family meal with Jesus himself. Jesus, who is crucified and risen, whose body and blood was violated and put to death, yet rose triumphantly and gloriously to feed you in his forgiveness, his mercy, his love, and to strengthen you as you face everything that's wrong out there. We as human beings can do amazing things. It's absolutely true. And yet at the same time, we can cause immense suffering for each other, even ourselves. But the one thing we cannot do is save ourselves. Now, I know as much as you've heard that before, that you can't save yourself, it, works, it bears worth repeating. We cannot stop death. God has ordained the day of your birth and the day that you leave this earth. His ordering, his will, not yours. And that is actually good news because the Lord continues to gather for himself people from every nation together. He's gathered all of us here together, receiving the Holy Spirit, the good news, even in our own languages, even if it's from a Midwest preacher who doesn't speak in a Southern drawl. This is our unity that the Lord Jesus Christ has given to us his Holy Spirit, the very breath of life and the language of salvation. You are changed. 
You are the people of God, not the people of politics, opinions, or fear. It is all yours. It will never be taken away from you. And that leaves us only to simply say what we sang at the beginning of this day. O Holy Spirit, enter in our hearts, your work begin. Your dwelling make us that we may truly living, to you giving prayer unceasing, and in love be still increasing. Happy Pentecost. To Christ alone be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.